Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my co-host, Jared Davis. It is time to talk about some money-making that the players are finally able to do, like it or not. I've seen both sides of the argument, but Jared and I are going to break down name, image, and likeness and what that means for college athletes. And specifically, this is a football podcast, what it means for college football athletes at Auburn. Uh, We're also going to talk about the uh, recruit pickups that uh, Harson and his staff have uh, picked up over the last really week. It was a solid week of picking up a lot of different players. Um, And then also talk about, uh, a guy that we picked up from Georgia that could potentially, I think, be an instant impact um, for our wide receiver room. All right, Jared, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We were just talking off the air about how, I mean, we we have a few more of these and then, and then the real thing starts. So they'll be playing football at the end of August and then, you know, we'll start September 4th. So I'm getting excited, man. I'm getting excited. How about you? Yeah, man. I feel like the – as the summer ticks on and i feel like after july 4th the anticipation for football grows that much more um yeah we're probably about i mean we're probably about to hit the doldrums of no sports happening in pretty much any you know professional or amateur leagues so it's like all right well we're about to you know be i don't know without sports for a little bit but then once fall practice and, and August comes around, I feel like there's going to be so much fun stuff to talk about, which you know, at this point is only what, like three weeks away from now. So we're getting really close to where um, we're, we got some real good stuff to talk about. Um, and we've also got, I mean, today we've got name, image, and likeness. I know it's not breaking news or anything, but on uh, July 1st, 2021, Name, name, image, and likeness, which is a, essentially a fancy way to say payers can make some money, uh, and it, they can do it off of different sponsors and, um, and essentially kind of be a face for some of the some different companies. So uh, I kind of want to get your first thoughts on this, Jared. What's your thoughts on you know players being able to make some money? It's not coming from the university; it's coming from these third-party companies. Um, but what's your thoughts on it? Um, I think it was inevitable. Um, you know, from that standpoint, I, I have always, when, when they started talking about paying players, that's become a hot topic over the last 10, 10 years or so. I have always said probably the best way to do it is just to allow them to make money off their name. Like if it's on a Jersey, stuff like that. I never imagined though, you would have deals where you know essentially they're getting paid to do commercials and things like that that just Mm -hmm. i don't know why that never hit hit my mind so i i think for i think it was i think it basically had to happen number one um i do think it opens up the door for 
a lot more cheating, to be honest with you, because uh, essentially boosters could go to companies and say, hey, here's a bag of money. Have this kid do a commercial for you. So it's an inter- It's going to be the wild, wild west for a few years, I think, until we really figure out the downside of this, as everything has a, a good and bad side. But um, it's good for the players, I think. It was going to happen no matter what. And uh, we're about to find out really what uh, what impact that has on recruiting. Yeah, I think recruiting is going to be a little bit, uh, I don't know, more complicated in a way um, because now they're looking at, I'm just thinking about, you know, the bigger name schools. Like I feel like a lot of times bigger name schools get the more of a spotlight, especially on TV. And when that happens, you know, a player probably has more of an audience per se um, that he can or he or she can pretty much, you know, talk about their brand. Like it would not shock me. I don't know if this is going to happen, but maybe it will. I'm just thinking in like post game conferences, like now we're going to get players and be like, Oh, I wanted to thank my sponsor, blah, 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 blah. blah. And uh, yeah, also to back to your question, like they're going to answer it like <laughs> that. I mean, I feel like it might happen. Like Bo Nix would be like, oh, and thank you for Milo's. And he'll have like, be sipping on some Milo sweet tea in his post game conference or something. It, it probably is going to be a deal where it probably already is in the contract. If Bo's doing an interview, he probably will have a Milo. You know, they kind of just have like yeah. a Coca Cola bottle up there or probably have a Milo's bottle up there. Right. <laughs> so maybe there's something against that in, in the contract or whatever that, you know, NCAA doesn't want to like, you know, do that. But, I think it would be kind of interesting just to see how the players would do with that or what they would do with it, I guess. I think that to, to hit on your point, you're, what you were trying to say, not trying, you did say was, okay, the, the, the rich are going to get richer because people are going to want to go to those schools because they're going to get notoriety and things like that. I think that it could have a – so I think the little guys are – you're correct. I think it's still going to – they're not going to benefit as much, but – um, schools that, and even Auburn may fall into this. We're like, all right, if you're wanting to get a five-star guy, and he's not going to be starting at an at an Alabama, but he could come and immediately start at at Auburn and and start getting his notoriety going and be the guy. Um, I think it could help schools. You know, I put echelons up there of like Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. Okay, mm-hmm. and then below that, you got your your Auburns, even your Floridas and stuff. So if somebody could go be the guy there like a Tank Bigsby, um, that could have a lot of lot of marketable appeal. So I think it could almost be an even out, have an evening out effect of your schools that are already really good and have history. Um, it may not. It may make the top rich rich get richer, but I think it could have an even out, even, evening out effect on the schools that are just below that um, with some of these five-star guys, potentially. Yeah, potentially. I mean, and that's where I, I – I mean, that's where I'm seeing – it seems like a pretty legitimate argument that, you know, these bigger schools are going to get potentially these bigger deals. Um, I mean, what was it? Miami got pretty much all of their university of Miami got all of their players, a deal essentially with a, that's like pretty crazy. It's like $500 a month or something. And yeah. all they got to do is tweet out about the gym. That's crazy. Or right. Post on their Instagram. Yeah. That, that's all. That's a lot of money. I mean, for, you know, a pretty simple thing um, that they're doing. And, I just, I don't know. But then at the same time, I'm looking at, for example, like I was reading about, there's these twin sisters at Fresno State, and they're on the women's basketball team. And they were in Times Square announcing a deal 
that they had made with Boost Mobile, which is a pretty well-known brand, and then also Six Star Pro Nutrition. I don't know much about them, but hey, for them to be you know not the major sport and still getting pretty big deals, I feel like that that kind of it might seem. I mean, from those kinds of stories, makes it seem like they're maybe is kind of more of a level playing field, even if you're at a smaller school than in Alabama or Auburn. Well, to not go on the, the, the deep end here, but I, I think you would have to not really know sports to not think things are going on at, at, at schools uh, that are under the table. So this might bring more of it to light. It could even a playing field from that regard. Players really may want to go a certain place, and now they can go that place and also make money. So I don't know. It, it, we really don't know what it's going to do. I, the one thing, if I'm being honest personally, it's going to change the sport that I love. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not really excited about that because I don't like change. But, you know, it's probably the fair thing for the player. And fair or not, it's, it was inevitable that it was going to come down. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've said inevitable, and I, I was thinking about it. It seemed like over the last few years, it was just kind of edging, you know, inching and inching closer and closer to essentially what we had on July 1st of this year, that it, it was enacted, players can make money. And, and I was just trying to think back, like, how did we get here? Because it did seem inevitable. Um, because, you know, if you had asked me 20 years ago, and somebody said, oh, yeah, players should be able to make money. I'd be like, what? They get a scholarship. That should be <laughs> enough. Um, and, and now it's changed. And I think one of the big catalysts and things that's pushed it forward has been players have social media. They have their voice on social media. And uh, it used to be, you know, a player would have to go through, you know, a social media outlet like a newspaper or something to get what they really wanted to say out. And even then it may not go out. But now they have, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever they want, and they have followers. They have people listening to them, and uh, they have, honestly, a a bigger voice than probably a a lot of people do just because they're athletes that are at at schools. Um, And and I think there's a benefit where companies were saying, at some point, we can profit off of this. And players are like, hey, people can – you pay us money every month to just you know, post a tweet, you know, post something on their Insta, and well, now they can finally do that. You got Sharif Cooper that came in. I think he had six hundred thousand followers on Instagram, yeah. and I mean he's coming out of high school, okay? So yeah. I mean six hundred thousand is not like your celebrities that some have ten million, but six hundred thousand in a local market—that's you know for a small business owner they would eat that up. Like have oh, that guy no post anything. I mean so. And that's just a guy coming right out of high school, so that that not everybody knows about. So there, you're 100 percent right. I think number one, they now have a voice, and that voice kept being repeated daily through social media. And then marketers also probably started pushing for it because they wanted a piece of that, you know, audience that each one of those individuals has. Um, and so yeah, I think it just was a culmination, and then it went before the Supreme Court, and they said, yeah, you you. NCAA, you basically have no authority to keep these people from making money. Yeah. Um, which, in a legal sense, they don't. I want to be very clear. I think the fair thing is what they're doing. It's going to change the sport. So mm-hmm. my selfishness is kind of like, eh, I'm a little worried about the change. But from the fair right. perspective, this is the fair perspective. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things I, I'm honestly scared of is things like fixing a game because now they can get paid. 
uh, you know, above the table. I mean, honestly, there might have been some fixing games. I mean, Auburn, a basketball player I'm thinking of in the past, he got paid under the table. It came out to light. But now you could do that in a quote-unquote legal way if you really wanted to, especially if you're a betting person. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the negatives, but it was going to happen probably regardless. Yeah, my biggest fear, honestly, my biggest fear is um... – like I said, uh, boosters being connected with small businesses and able to funnel that money now in a different light mm. um, to where it almost looks legal. Um, and so essentially boosters could keep yearly funneling money through a business to have the kid do one commercial. Mm. Um, so yeah. that, that could become an issue. The other thing really, too, that, that you and I didn't even talk about off the air, these kids are now going to be given a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They are still very young. They are going to need guidance on how to handle that. They're now going to have to file taxes. Um, yeah, because lump sum money is taxed pretty heavily, I believe. So, I mean, they're going to need mm. to know how to handle all this so they don't yeah. go off a deep end. Because I know if I was 18 year, years old and you handed me some of the cash these guys are going to get, um, I would have I would have definitely needed some guidance. No doubt. I mean, and I know Auburn's, uh, if, what was it, like early this summer, was already you know educating some of their players that's kind of on the front end of like what you can do and now auburn and other universities are going to do the same or have to do the you know the educating part after the fact of how do you handle that money um and how involved can the school be like how involved can they be because it's like so true they're not the ones paying them I, i would assume you could provide classes but um, it sounds like Auburn does have a program, I think, about it. But how in-depth can you be like, hey, I don't think right. you can actually sit down and do the taxes for them. Right. Um, can you pay for an accountant for them? I don't know. Like, there's a yeah. lot of new new areas that, that are going to pop up that probably were not even thought about when this rule was made. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and that's where it's kind of like the transfer portal. For the last you know few years of the transfer portal, it's just kind of been like this constant change of this is, I guess, the new normal. And whether we liked it or not, that's the way it was. Um, and I think this is one of those things where it's going to take a few years before like we, we see, okay, this is the standard process of, oh, a player comes, okay, they, you know, you can expect, oh, like I'm thinking about, you know, the number one, you know, guy on 24 um, seven and, and whatever recruiting class, Oh, you can expect to make a thousand dollars a month or whatever, um, going because he can get a sponsor at Auburn or wherever he goes, and I, I think that's going to be something new that I would, I would love to see is over the years. You know what what does that trend look like um, with players getting the you know the amounts of money that potentially they could get, um, especially the ones that like you said like a Sharif Cooper that has over half a million followers so let me ask you a question could this be that my understanding is they can't put this in writing that you have to stay at that school so milo's can't put in writing bo you gotta be at auburn so that's out of the question but if it's a year-to-year deal or just the uh connection that player or the guilt they would feel if they left with that contract do you think this might curtail the transfer portal a little bit if guys have deals at certain schools they're like look I'll wait it out another year or two. I'm getting paid for this local company anyways. I'd feel bad leaving. Like, do you think that'll have any positive impact on transfer portals of people not leaving so quick? Maybe a minor. I mean, like, I don't think it's it's going to be a major thing that they consider. 
because they're probably thinking if I go to a different school, I'm probably going to get another local business yeah. at that. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a major thing that they'd think about unless it was like their uncle's business or something <laughs> that was like, uncle, I love yeah. it. Um, and even then, I, would, I don't know. Some something ethical doesn't feel right about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, your uncle's business. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, there, there's probably a lot of uncle business payments that have gone on over the years. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I mean, so it, whether or not we like it, it's the way it is. Um. Change is a weird thing. It's hard to you know come around to, and we're gonna see what comes from this because, like Jared and I have said, it, it's a lot of unknowns at this point of how, how players are going to be able to handle the money to, you know, the taxes and all that, the things that probably weren't, you know, the players probably weren't even thinking about. They're just thinking, Oh, cool. I can make some money. Awesome. And now you've got extra things on top of that, that now players have to deal with. And, and honestly, I'm thinking about this. This may mature some of these guys if they get the right you know, coaching in a way, coaching, I'm saying it in parentheses, the money coaching of how to handle your money when you're 18 years old and you're handed, you know, $500 a month. Like you need to understand how to make, you know, use that money wisely and not just, you know, bullet at the local bar or something. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't get, you know, nobody was handing me cash, but I would not have used it wisely. <laughs> when I was 18. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'll end my piece on a positive note because I know I've been all over the spectrum. This does open the – this is what gave us the avenue to have the new college football game, I think, in 2023 maybe. Um, without this, we wouldn't have ever had that come back. And I think everybody pretty much enjoys that game. I know I do. So that's some exciting news. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I know Ben King, our the previous co-host that I had for the new huddle, he, was, he still plays the, the last version of it just because that's the last version and he still recreates teams and, you know, still plays them. I mean, I love it. He'll post it on his uh, Instagrams and it's pretty fun. Um, And I know tons of other people still love the game and would love to see, like you said, in a couple of years, we could have, um, and we will likely have it, um, a a new video game that we can play our favorite players. So I would love to see that. And they will, I assume, will actually have their name on. You know, used to just be quarterback four. Now they're actually paying that player, so they're going to want the benefit of that too on their name. You're going to actually have Bo Nix on the game throwing off his back foot. I'm kidding. Sorry. (laughs) I love you, Bo. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, 
please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Um, all right, let's shift topics a little bit and talk about uh, so some of the gets that Auburn has recently um, had for football. Um, we, I'm thinking back in June, especially on social media and on message boards, Harson was getting a lot of flack for just not having a recruiting class that was decent for 2022. So uh, that, that was kind of short lived because over the last week, there's been some, some guys that, that Harson has picked up after they've had camps, they've you know been on campus now. And I feel like with any new coaching staff, it just takes time because recruiting is a relationship business. And for a first year coach like Harson and his staff, it's taking a little time, but it doesn't mean we aren't going to get good players because when we start going through some of these guys, you're starting to see these are pretty good guys that they're not, you know, the five star at this point, but I have a feeling we're going to get some, um, four and five stars that you're just going to be like, wow, that's awesome. I'm glad our staff was able to get those. Um, one of the ones that we got was actually a brother of a current player, um, Caleb Wooten, um, and then his brother, Colby Wooden, Wooden sorry, um, was on or is on Auburn's team. He's a defensive end. So um, Caleb Wood, Wooden is a DB slash safety, um, three-star. I think he, he could potentially be a good – good kind of uh, at least depth piece at this point. I don't know if he'd be a starter in 2022 when he comes to Auburn, but at least when Smoke Monday and the other, because we're going to have, it's probably a mass exodus um, going to the NFL in our safety position. So it's good to already get some guys verbally commit and say that they're coming to Auburn like Caleb Wooden. Yeah. Uh, Good. No, no, I was, I was, you know, I want to say one thing real quick about. I think you're talking about people were kind of saying the recruiting class and not been doing really well and this and that. Here's the reality: we got to remember they still couldn't even get people on campus until I think July 1st. So now that's over, so we can get people on campus. We all know that's the big selling point at Auburn: the campus feel. Um, you know, we didn't have a good year last year. Um, mm-hmm. We brought in a whole new coaching staff, so. You know, most of that class that we brought in last year that wound up being, I think, 19, a lot of credit goes to Harson and them for getting it up to that. But a lot of those kids signed before Harson was even here. So, um, you know, that wasn't much of his class. So this is – we got he's got to get in here. He's got to build connections. I would like to see the Bobo connections in the South kind of start picking up steam. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the reasons he was hired. Um so I'd like to see that come a little, you know, a little more in fruition. But that's going to happen once we get kids on campus. So we need to calm down a little bit on that. I think we're going to be okay. It's about to get back to normal. And honestly, like somebody said, you know, and I think it might have been Sports Illustrated or something. I mean, at Auburn, you basically roll out of bed and should have a top 15 class. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. of the area you're in and the history you have. So Harson puts a good product on the field. We're going to start seeing that recruiting class move up. Oh, no doubt. And I, I think you got a, you had a good point of we didn't have the greatest season last year. 
and changeover of staff, that just makes it that much more hard um, to to get a recruiting class even for the next year. Um, not to say it's impossible because I do think Harson and his staff will you know turn things um, and continue to turn things towards uh, you know a top fifteen class that we do expect out of all out of Auburn at this point, just because of our legacy and tradition of uh, putting a good product on the football field and putting guys into the NFL on a regular basis. Well, the thing I really like, too, is the guy that I think he's your favorite to talk about, so I'm going to let you talk about him, but the the tight end from Nebraska, Mm -hmm. uh, Micah. I like the fact that we're going into those areas. Like, we're going to states that we have – you know, we were were looking at people out west. um, You know, we didn't get the running back that was out west, but – Harson's got connections, so we're going to Nebraska. Like, go to these places and get the best player from these states that may not be. It's against going to a Big Ten, Big Twelve versus SEC, and he wants to come play in the SEC. So, I'm excited about the philosophy. But I'll let you talk about your guy, Micah, here, because I think you like this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Micah Riley Ducker. I mean, he has stood out if you watch any of his film, just because he's he's a big guy. And he's also not afraid to really hit guys and be a, you know, what you think of as a physical tight end that puts his hand in the dirt and will push guys off the line, which I'm thinking based on what we're kind of thinking, especially with the inexperience on the wide receiver side, we're going to be relying a lot on the run game. And with the run game, you need a tight end in the next you know year or two that is able to push guys around um and as soon as micah gets on campus they're gonna put some meat on him and make him even stronger um and, and the mentality also I, I love micah and his mentality from what i've seen is he wants to be kind of what harson is pitching is like a blue collar type team that is just we're gonna show you who we are and we're gonna do it over and over again we're gonna overpower you and Micah kind of fits that role of he's going to do that. Um, I, I do think one of the things that he probably could learn a, li- a little bit more of, and it will come with time, is more route running um, and being an, more of a threat in the wide receiver game. But I do he's he's shown that he can do that. He's got good hands. It's just the he's route pretty, running needs to be He's pretty short, isn't he? What's, how, how... Oh, yeah, you know, only six foot six. <laughs> Six, yeah, six. That's a pretty tall guy. You don't have to be real accurate with those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's got Just a pretty good wingspan there to go yeah. out and catch the pass. Yeah. Um, another guy that Auburn did get was Alec McPherson. Um, I also want to say McPherson, but I've been corrected by McPherson's in the past, and they're like, uh, but it's McPherson. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope he, he goes by McPherson. Um, but anyway, so – He's the number one kicker in the 2022 class, which I don't know if you've kept up with Auburn, but we have a legacy, at least in the last 20-something years, of having really good kickers. And it sounds like this guy kind of is fitting into that mold. Um, I wanted to get your your thoughts on this because I don't – I mean, we, we talk about rate ratings and stars and all this stuff, but he's only a three-star. What? <laughs> like – He's the number one kicker. He he drained like 57-yard field goal. Are you kidding me? And he's only a three-star? Yeah, the, the rating things is 
it's it's all about money, man. <laughs> I mean, they just, Weird. I mean, they yeah, they're gonna break. They they're a kicker's not gonna not gonna sell magazines. So, um, I, I'm surprised they even rate kickers. But yeah, I, I, I've heard about this kid for two years, honestly, um, and I didn't know he was you know considering Auburn, even though he was in Alabama. So, I'm excited to get him. I've heard good things about him, and yeah, if he's sitting 57 yarders in high school, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, that was only I think in tenth grade, and he just finished up his junior year. Which I wanted to go over some of his numbers because these are very impressive, and just kind of show you already as a junior where he's at. So the first number is ten of sixteen field goals. Doesn't sound that great, but two of those were sixty plus yarders, which means his coach thought, "Oh yeah, I saw McPherson kick a sixty plus yarder in practice." Let's go put him on the field when we're at midfield, literally midfield. And he's missed those. Okay. That doesn't, to me, that's not that bad. Then he also missed a 55 yarder, which again, if any college football kicker misses a 55 yarder, big whoop, you know, it's nice to get those, but you're not expected to. And then he had two field goals blocked. So really in my books, he's closer to like a 90% field goal kicker that, Auburn is, like I said, we come to expect a good, solid kicker um, that pl- that plays for Auburn. I, and I feel like I made it. come 2022 when Anders, I'm assuming, probably leaves and goes to the NFL, we got this guy ready to go um, and we'll hopefully have him for four years. Jared, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I um... – I wanted to say I made a 57 in 10th grade, but that that was more to do with an English class. But uh, <laughs> I have in grades that I made, I've never made a 57 yard field goal. Definitely not in 10th grade. But um, I think that guy, I, I, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good pickup. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue our history of having really good kickers. I feel like, and um, you know, if we are if our strategy is to play good defense, run the ball, kicking's gonna play a part of it. So bring him on. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think so. One of the players that, and I think this kind of speaks to our running back room that announced that he was in the transfer portal, Devin Barrett um, decided to go into the transfer portal and uh, seek other opportunities. Uh, and, and I feel like this this doesn't necessarily say much about Devin more than we've got a running back room with Tank Bigsby, Sean Shivers, and Jark West Hunter, who's from what we're hearing, he's he's making a name for himself already uh, this summer. And I feel like when you are potentially like Devin Barrett, who he's kind of you know gone from running back to he's played some DB, and now he's getting pulled back to running back, and he's probably going to be like a fourth string. He's probably like, what am I doing here? Like, I, I want to see what I could potentially do if I was say the number two guy on a team or maybe even number one guy. So I don't know. Does, does Devin Barrett, you know, him leaving say much to you? No. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the Hunter guy that came in as a true freshman, I'm hearing, you know, really good things about him. I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And I love Shivers and Shivers. I don't think Shivers will ever be moved down on the actual official depth chart, but I mean, if the Hunter kid is like what they're saying, he's got that kind of it factor, and he, and he may truly be our number two by the end of the year. And then Shivers is the steady guy that, um, you know, you can always count on. And so there's just not enough there's not enough balls to go around in the sense of probably having Devin out there with Devin being how he – I mean, Devin's getting older. Mm-hmm. 
he's bounced around. He's got to start playing now. So I don't blame him. I mean, you know, I would have liked to have that depth there for sure. But, um, you know, I wish him well, and I don't blame him for, for going that direction. But I think it does say something about more about uh, that Hunter kid versus Devin. Yeah, I mean, I think that means Jarquez Hunter is moving up the depth chart uh, in this offseason, uh, putting in the hard work to make it in the top, you know, definitely top three, and maybe even at some point, even though they'll probably never announce it, but jump Sean Shivers to be that number two running back. Um, I think that that would be a, a benefit for Auburn is if Jarquez is showing that he's – he can be that number two guy because, uh, I mean, next year we're not going to have Shivers and Jarquez and Tank are going to be our guys, um, and whoever else you know comes up the ranks uh, in the running back room. So, I think from a future standpoint, that's a good thing that he's already doing well. I agree, and to be fair, Shivers looked really good at a day. I mean, he yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying that that's definitely going to happen, but if it does, it's a good thing. That means Hunter is good. It doesn't mean Shivers is bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, and hey, this may open up a spot because you know who else got put in the transfer or you know put his name in the transfer portal? Our old Booby Whitlow. Um, oh, no, you know, he's coming where, back. You think? Yeah, huh? maybe. I mean, I, I I give it less than like a five percent chance, but it would be incredible if he ended up coming back to Auburn. Hey. Um, and and maybe, I mean, man. I feel like he was definitely a fan favorite. Um, as much as we love Tank, you know, there was something about just Booby Willow. I mean, Booby, I mean, I, I always thought Booby was really good. I heard people that know about football that said he's, he's just a, an average SEC running back. I thought if he could stay healthy, I thought if he was healthy when we went to LSU, Bo's first year we win. I think, I think he basically won the Alabama game. He had a couple of good runs in the fourth quarter, you know, in 2019. So I don't have any problems at all with Booby. He fumbled occasionally. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, I'll take him back with open arms and a, mm-hmm. and a, and a, a cup of Milo's tea. So, right. <laughs> hey, um, that's another good sales pitch, right? There you go. <laughs> Did we talk about the kid from Georgia that just brought, that just came over? Oh no, no, no. Good point. Yeah. So that's another good one. Um, Demetrius Robertson, he's a wide receiver. Um, yeah, that's another one, but he's actually going to come this year from what I understand. Yep. Um, all the other guys, Caleb, Micah, and Alex McPherson, all are going um, going to be in the 2022 class. But this Georgia guy, Demetrius Robertson, he can play this year. And considering our wide receivers have uh, all the main ones left last year to go to the NFL or graduated, we, we need some depth there and experience first off. Um, what's your thoughts on, on Demetrius, uh, Robertson coming to Auburn? Well, he has about a thousand receiving yards more than anybody we're putting on that field. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and I mean that in the, in his freshman year at Cal, he had 50 catches and 767 yards. I think he made the all freshman, uh, all American team. He did transfer to Georgia. It's been a rocky, uh, ethnic injuries, not a lot of playing time, and, and it just didn't work out. And who knows what you're getting. He may come and not work out with us, but he was a five-star. Um, I mean, you know, he he's he can, if you met 50 catches, 767 yards, obviously if you're healthy, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So he's going to – he probably will, if he can stay healthy, 
um, will probably become our focal point because uh, I think he's going to have to. I mean, we have a bunch of young guys. We needed somebody with experience, and I thought that ship had sailed. I thought we were past the point of even getting new guys, and when I saw that, I got pretty excited. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I honestly thought we were kind of set. This is going to be our wide receiver room for this next year. And it's good to have a guy who, like you said, has over a thousand yards of receiving in college football, division one college football. Um, and that, that makes me feel a little better. Um, and if anything, it, it kind of reminds me of what was the guy from UAB, the, um, I think a defensive lineman that came from UAB. He's yeah. like a fifth year. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of him like mentality wise. I think that's a great thing because he's he knows he's literally has this one last year to prove himself and maybe make his dream of going to the NFL. So he's got a lot of drive. Um, if I was him, I would be thinking, all right, this is my time to shine. This is my time to be the number one receiver that I've always hoped about uh, or hoped for on a team. This is the year to do it. Yeah, I think we got. We also got the safety from West Virginia that has has verbally said, "I, I am coming here to make it to the NFL." So um, he was the safety that I think uh, was the best defensive player on West Virginia's team. I can't think of his name, but he came in too. So we got we got a mixture of guys coming in. That's like, all right, this is my last two raw. Let's do it on prime time. Let's do it in the SEC. Let me show scouts I can compete against the best. And and this Georgia receiver is not going. I mean, he was in the SEC. But, yeah. um, you know, some sometimes things don't work. At, so we all know with Cam coming on, you, you know, things don't work at one school for whatever reason. And then they, they show up and, and become a great player. So there's at least potential there. And that's really all we know at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of hope in this guy just to – if anything, be a good experience. Uh, hey, I've been there, done that. I've you know, played in the SEC. This is, you know, leadership-wise, a good thing um, to have a guy like him in, in the wide receiver room. All right, Jerry, before we get out of here, uh, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can just find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?